During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. make me burp are you ready are you ready to do this i'm ready let's do this ready to do it we're here we're the boozy sitters it's been a while it's been a while we've had some extras and additional content yeah this is the first back to books in a while Mm -hmm. this is our post labor day post my birthday and oh my god karen liked the birthday post i was dying so exciting so exciting exciting. i mean it's probably your mom probably your mom but but that's fine even better it's even better because i feel like her mom totally appreciates the premise of this pod i mean i feel like it might be lost on an actual seven-year-old (laughs) <laughs> and Walden Media followed us. And that's exciting. And Karen Brewer doesn't follow us, which means a hashtag works. Yes, it is. It is exciting when a hashtag works. Slowly but so, surely, we're we're building. I it mean, up. imagine if we just really applied ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're applying we ourselves. We are applying ourselves, just not in a stressful manner. Yeah, that's true. Nothing should be stressful. The pandemic is stressful enough. You know what is stressful? What ghosts. Ghosts are really stressful. And we read a lot about ghosts in this book. We, for for those of you who've lost track of where we are, we are at, is it the ghost at Dawn's house? The ghost at Dawn's house. Yeah. So this is the book where I feel like she kind of got the, and by she, I mean our girl, Anna Martin. She's our girl now, by the way. Still not on a first first, uh, name basis. No, but but she's our girl now. Yeah. I feel like this is where she kind of started getting the idea for the mystery. Yes, although I feel like it's always been there because, you know, Claudia has professed her love for a mystery from the very beginning. That is true. So I think Anna Martin has always had a secret soft spot for the... For the mysteries? Um, for the mystery. But yes, I think this is like the first like, huh, I wonder what this would be like. It's pretty self-explanatory, the title. There's a, it there's is. There's possibly a ghost in Dawn's tiny revolutionary era house. Yes. And it starts off with she's reading creepy books and she hears things in the walls. Which, like, I think a lot of people might just be like, squirrels. Yeah. And I mean, as somebody who also lives in a house that's extremely old, they do make really weird noises. However, as someone who grew up in an extremely old house, yes, but you know when those noises are not your house noises. Yes, that is true. That is very true. You know, like you get used to the, oh yeah, that's what happens when it really windy or like when it gets hot out yeah. or i will say i have outsourced a lot figuring out i'm gonna say allowing that's not correct but i have outsourced the alert to is this suspicious or not to my dog the ghost hunting duties yeah yes and i will say i mean i'm pretty sure she sees ghosts so Sometimes it's not helpful, but it does help me know when I need to sage. I mean, that's important because you don't want to oversage because then you just start to smell like a kitchen accident. Yeah, and it's not cool. So Piper takes care of that. I know how to sage. So they search. So back to Dawn. She's searching for a ghost in her house. There's various sleepovers that happen as well. There's various sleepovers, and I think some of that is because initially Dawn's like, "Hey, everyone, ghosts. Let's <laughs> find secret passageways," which 
I would be that person when I was that age yeah. too. Like I read all the Nancy Drew books, all the Hardy Boys books, all the Trixie Belden books. Like if there was a book series about adolescent mystery solvers, you were there. I was all about it. So I also would have loved to have found a secret passage in my house. Spoiler alert: none. I mean, um, I still hope for that. I'm not gonna lie. Like maybe one day you'll be knocking on a wall and. and- there it is. Yeah. Shall we shall we knock on Lewis's wall? <laughs> get him. Lewis. Get, get Lewis to tell us. Tell, oh my god, I was about to say have Lewis tell us about his secret passageway. That's just wrong. <laughs> but yes, let's let's see what Lewis has to say about this book. And then maybe afterwards we should introduce ourselves. Oh my god, we forgot that again. Anyway, cue harp sound. <laughs> Dawn has always thought there was a secret hidden passage in her house, but she never thought there was a ghost. Until now. All kinds of creepy things go on whenever Dawn's at home. There are even spooky noises behind her bedroom wall. Dawn is sure there's a ghost in her house, and so are the other BSC members. But they're so busy with their babysitting jobs that they hardly have time for a ghost hunt. Will Dawn and her friends ever solve the mystery? Or will Dawn have to share her house with a ghost? Okay, so we're back. We're back. And we were remiss. That was Lewis. That was Lewis. You, if you're just... I'm Nell. That's Nell. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, you have no idea who we are. I'm Stephanie. I'm the one who had the birthday. And I, I have had birthdays, but not recently. Yeah, we're the Boozy Sitters Club. We also didn't explain to you what we're doing. I'm so sorry. We're, we're out of practice. It's fine. I feel like, you know, listeners are either, they know us right now, or they're getting a real taste of yeah. what we're like. So she's now. I'm Stephanie. We're the Boozy Sitters. We reread the bo- the Boozy Sitters, the Babysitters Club books, and drink. And then we talk to you about the cocktail and if the themes still hold up in 2020. So yeah, Among so that's other that. Things. We take tangents. You might have <laughs> so many tangents. Out. So what are you drinking? So. I went on a small drink journey today mm. to a place you call the interwebs. And I went down, I had a whole like plan this and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, cause I also, that's also thunder. Mm-hmm. People can hear that. It's raining yeah. here. It's thundering. It's summer in Florida. So I kind of wanted to do like a fall drink. I also bought myself um, some fun new bar accoutrement. Ooh. And so I was trying to figure that all didn't really come up with anything that I was like dying to do. Mm -hmm. So then I ended up with what can I make with what I have? So I went a mix of summery drink leading into fall Mm. since it's still hot here. I didn't really want to do a full on. I am drinking a cider Aperol spirit. with some cinnamon so it's basically very similar to a regular Aperol spritz Um, Prosecco, Aperol, apple cider and some cinnamon it should have some apple wedges as garnish but the apple that I had was not fit for human consumption (laughs) so that went in the trash and I went garnishless I mean that's fair it's totally fair. It's pretty good. It's got like, it tastes like apple cider, like a light apple cider with cinnamon mm-hmm. kick. But the Aperol does give it a little more of like an herby kind what of taste. What is Aperol? It's an, uh, a liqueur. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, I know it's like an aperitif kind of thing, with, I think. 
herbs. I just, I'm like, I don't, I can't, I, I'll look that up. We'll get back to you. Unless any of you yeah. out there, dear listeners, know what, what Aperol is, I feel like we should know that. But why have a, we drink enough why have it. a podcast where you talk about cocktails when you we, know nothing we, we about the We never said that, we never said we were going to research oh, the cocktails or tell people or have knowledge of the cocktails. We said we were going to drink the cocktails. That, that is 100% fair. What are you drinking? So, Speaking of. Okay. So at the beginning of quarantine, let, let me start from even before then. I I like how both of our drink, like the answer to what are you drinking is, please sit down and <laughs> let me tell you this 10 minute story. I mean, it's not really I that enjoy long, that. but I mean, I feel like you know this, but maybe not everybody knows this. I love Martha Stewart. <laughs> chickens. I love her chickens. I love Martha Stewart as she ages. I feel she ages. She's aging well. She's em- embraced she, crazy rich So broad. many things. I feel her relationship with Snoop Dogg is one of the purest things on this planet. What are you going to do? Send her to jail? <laughs> She's done that. She's so done at that. the beginning of... And, and I like to follow the account that's the one that she actually posts the stuff and writes the captions. The one you know that she does when she's like tipsy all the time and has yes, it's my it's one of my guilty pleasures. So on that, in a carousel of her talking about how she's holding three of her staff hostage because you know the farm still has to run. Yes, I mean she explained she didn't want anyone to go home and get people. Whatever, it's fine. It was weird. It was something only a rich white lady in Long Island could get away with. Is she on Long Island? Is she? In, I thought she was in Connecticut. Is she in Connecticut? I don't. Know. I don't know. In my head, she was. She might be. She's somewhere. She's somewhere that's not Manhattan. Tri-state area. <laughs> in the tri-state area where you can have farmland. I mean, it could be upstate. Anyway, she did this thing where she was infusing St. Germain with rhubarb. Oh, I remember this. You made a drink with it. Yes. Well, and then I did nothing with it after. Okay. <laughs> so I saw it there and was like, hmm, I should have that. Didn't really have like the rest of the stuff that was in that drink. So I just sure. grabbed some stuff. So I grabbed that. I grabbed some Prosecco. So you made your own cocktail? Because that was there. I grabbed a lemon because that was there and then threw some bitters in it. It's quite. Is it it's good? good. It's a. It's. I think oh, I put a little too much lemon because it's a little tart. But I like tart. Sure. But it's good. And I'm not gonna lie. At this point, I sort of forget what the what elderflower liqueur tastes like without the rhubarb. So I can't tell you if it's better or not. But it's good. That's that journey, everybody. Awesome. You have to give it a name now since you made it. I mean, not right now, but like by the time we post. Martha's chickens. No, that's not sexy. Chickens come home to roost. <laughs> the hostage maker. <laughs> rich white lady on a farm like that (laughs) this is the rich white lady on a farm (laughs) i'll have a rich white lady on a farm please sounds delicious perfect done that's the name it may also be the name of the episode (laughs) perfect so many purposes one thing to check off the list. Yeah, so that's that. That's what we're drinking. We're drinking i also would like to know if i feel like some people drink along when they listen to us. I know one listener of ours does. I would like to know and she floats in what a pool people while doing it. I mean, it's not a bad way to go. And like a real pool, um, not like my neighbor's pool, which by the way, if you've been no. following along, dear listeners, is gone. Like gone, gone? Gone, gone. Or just dismantled? No, gone. it's actually dismantled, gone. Ooh. I don't know what she's going to do. She's I a mean, mermaid. She might be flapping out in the rain right now. 
It's real tragic. But yeah, are you getting it? Tell us what you do when you listen. No, I was just going to say like, I would like to know what people drink because maybe I want to steal your drink ideas. That's true. I like that. So feel free to comment. Feel free to comment. Send us an email. Send us, yeah. we Carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon we might check first. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be better about that. Well, I mean, they're right there. They are right there. On that note, let's take a wee break. Okay. When we return, we'll check in. And we'll actually talk about the book. Sounds good. You guys know Lewis as the disembodied Scottish voice who reads our back covers. But beyond telling our listeners what the Babysitter's Club is up to each episode, he's also been putting his creative skills to use lately. Follow him on Instagram at Lewis Douglas Photography. That's L-U-I-S-D-O-U-G-L-A-S Photography for some great photos of faraway places or not so far away, depending on where you are. We don't know your lives. And don't forget to comment with BSC forever on your favorite shot so he knows you're part of the club. So we're back. Should we talk about the book? Yeah, we could talk about the book. On on our scale that we never fully remember. Overall, did you like it? Did you not? I didn't dislike it but i wanted to like it more than i did does that make sense i was kind of like uh yes i liked it i thought it was fun i thought it was a little bit of a departure from the normal structure of the book yeah um which was kind of nice and and i felt like there weren't 45 subplots like there sometimes are and so that kind of kept things tight but i totally understand what you're saying of if you weren't in if you weren't all in on the ghost story part of it or if that kind of like if parts of it annoyed you i could see where it was more it didn't, i like, wanted to you. lean more into the ghost story i wanted it to be i think i did you want an actual ghost no i think i wanted it to be more like one of the mysteries and that's where i was led astray but then i would realize this is proto bsc mystery but there were like buttons and coins and ice cream cones yes but I think I wanted, like, Karen Brewer ghost story. I wanted, like, oh. old Ben Brewer type situation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I didn't get that. Okay. You wanted a little bit more... Macabre. Spooky? Spooky. I mean, it yeah. was spooky. I did like when they scared... Maybe there should have been, like, a witch burned at the stake somewhere. Somewhere. Or, or, like, almost burned at the stake. Or state. if, like, Morbid Destiny popped up, I think that would have been a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. If Karen had done a spell to get rid of the ghosts. Yeah. Like, I needed a little more. I wanted more witchery. Mm-hmm. Because I think where, like, you were really into, like, Nancy Drew and that type of thing, I was really just into, like, weird macabre crap. So I just wanted more of that. That's cool. <laughs> And I recognize that you're not going to get weird, creepy shit from Dawn. It's just not her personality. No, but you might have gotten some sage smudging. True. I feel like they could have leaned into that a little bit more, but... Yeah. But it was still cool that there's a secret passage in her house. I was down for that. Yes. I'm 99% sure that I read this one and remembered because, like, the minute... And this also could just be... It's written for preteens, and so the plot is, you know, 
pretty easy to see through. But when the the remnants of the ice cream cone, so basically there's this passageway, Dawn finds it. She finds things in the passageway that that show that it's actually really old, like a, a button that's from the 1800s and a book that is clearly very old. But then she finds also like remnants from an ice cream cone and Dawn being... I don't know, Dawn and 13, she's like, the ghost is eating ice cream. (laughs) And I was like, no, it's a child. Like, and I I can't remember whether I remembered that from previous reading or whether it was just like, ghosts don't eat ice cream cones. Yeah. And so how they, how the whole secret passageway thing started, she was saying how she wanted to always find a secret passage in her house. And she's having a sleepover with the babysitter's club. And they first, you know, it's them recapping everything that they did on their vacations because this is right after, you know, they get Stacy and Marianne get back from the Jersey Shore and she gets back from California. And I love how she called her dad a Disneyland dad. Yes. Like, like, like he hasn't seen them in a while and he doesn't see them that often anymore. So he just does like all of the things. He just all, takes them. Yeah, takes them to Disneyland, takes them out to eat every night. Like, so she started, she dubbed him a Disneyland dad, which I thought, I did think that was very funny. Yes. And because like Dawn and Claudia are now really into the Nancy Drew books, they're trying to find the secret passageway and they split up into teams to search and Marianne and Stacy are on one team because they're like the scaredy cats and they get like the the downstairs and Claudia and Christy and Dawn get upstairs and they're like tapping on doors and they're like, we got to find like a hollow wall or and which is totally which true. Is totally That's true. how you find secret passages. And, and Dawn even mentioned there's this one part of her wall that has like special molding on it, but they don't find it at that point. And then the only like real subplot in this is she's babysitting for the Pikes and the boy that I can't remember his name right now. Is it Nikki? Nikki. It's Nikki, who's not one of the triplets. All he wants to do is it's a carryover from a little bit from the vacation where he just wants to hang out with the triplets and, and they don't want to hang out with him. They're older and they're like, yeah, uh-uh, you're a baby. And like there's this one point where... One of the triplets friends says they can go over his house and swim at their pool. And Nikki thinks they're going to invite him, but they actually end up inviting Don's brother. And Nikki is crushed and then disappears. But the Pikes came up with as much as a rule that the Pikes could come up with where Nikki's allowed to go blow off steam by himself as long as he stays within a two block radius of the house. Which I think is like a total... Not anymore rule, but would but made total sense in like the 80s and 90s. I think it depends on where you live because my parents live in one of those planned sure. communities where it's like contained, and I could totally yeah. see someone still doing that where like you can walk to this corner and that corner. And like I grew up in a neighborhood, it wasn't as planned as where my parents live now, but like it was a contained neighborhood and if you went farther than that like you were out of the neighborhood neighborhood. and it's like anywhere i went in the neighborhood somebody knew me (laughs) whereas like i grew up in a city and so i i mean i had boundaries and i like as i got older they went further but i think it definitely was city blocks Mm. of 
don't go past this street. Like basically it was, I could go up to the street, down to the street. And, you know, so it was very similar that I think in, you're right, in more planned neighborhoods, I think people are probably more likely to still have give yeah. a little free reign. And in my head, Stony but. Brook is not, it's not necessarily like planned communities, but it's like suburbs. Yeah. Kind of like, I'm envisioning it more like where I grew up, where it's like a neighborhood that abuts farmland. <laughs> mm, see, and that's funny because I envision it more like where I grew up. A, like a little bit more suburby, but more of it's a small city outside mm, yeah. of a bigger city. I guess it's true. I guess I think of it. But I think like that's that's the when you read things as a kid. Yeah, you only have like you might know where like maybe your grandparents live somewhere different, or aunts and uncles, or yeah. something like that. But your experience, you color what you read by what you know. And I mean, you. I mean, you still do that now. Yeah. So. Okay. So anyway, so that's the subplot, and she Dawn's trying to find Nikki because he's because she's still traumatized from when what's his name, Buddy, oh, yeah. Buddy, Buddy Straight got kidnapped. Um, Buddy's dead. <laughs> so she's looking for him. She can't find him, and then he just this happens a couple times where he then just magically appears, dirty, dirty. and how Dawn finds the secret passageway is it's. It starts in the barn, and she, like, falls through a trap door. It's how all good, <laughs> like, secret passageways start. And she follows it, and that's where she's finding stuff, and then she realizes that it ends in her room. Yeah, she literally, like, there's this tunnel, and then she there are stairs, and she realizes, like, orienting herself, she's like, I have to be in the house somewhere, and she gets to the end, and she pushes the door, and it's her bedroom. Yeah. Where the crazy crown molding was, where she was like, this has this to be something. This has to be it. But she but tells no she one. before she actually... No, because before she actually discovers it, the there's one night where her mom, who is taking a break from Marianne's dad <laughs> seeing him, is on this date with... Oh, God, I wish... I don't remember his name, but I I thoroughly enjoy it. It's something like super waspy. She's also reading scary books. Yes. Called Ghosts and Spooks, Chills and Thrills, Stories Not to be Read After Dark. And she's reading them after dark. Reading them after dark. Mr. Gwyn is the guy. So they have, I guess they did, she did find the passage. So yeah. they, they have a sleepover because all the girls are, she's like, come over and we'll hunt for secret passage. They don't find it. Then she finds mm-hmm. it. And, um, but d- like you said, sh- nobody, they haven't, she hasn't told anybody. And so then, and they keep having these big rainstorms. Yes. Ooh, it's thematic. Yeah. Our rain it's like. Works. God, maybe we'll find a secret passageway. I always wanted to find um, one. Or like a doorway to a secret land in a wardrobe. I mean, <laughs> any of those things would be fine right now, given the state of things. Yeah. So Dawn has found the passage. Her mom goes on a date. She and her brother are home. And she shows like, him. pissed about the date, though. Like, she is pissed. Yes. She, like, gives her mom the cold shoulder. Because. Because she, cause he's not Mr. She's, Spear. Yeah. So she says... 
My mother left at seven o'clock that evening to go out on a date with this man named Mr. Gwyn, which put me in a bad mood. I don't mind if mom dates as long as she dates Marianne's father. (laughs) And then this made me laugh too. She said, um, mom had been going out with several different men, which I was like, I was like, you know what? Get it, girl. Get it. Get it. One of them was the son of friends of my grandparents. You know, that went nowhere. No. Two were from her office. Also went nowhere. Gotta give it a shot, but went nowhere. And a couple more were men she'd met at some party. (laughs) I I enjoyed that so much because it was like, this is dating pre-dating apps. And like, girls still getting around. And I'm like, why? Like, I want to meet men at parties. Right? I mean... It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Well, we can't have parties now, but you know, in an alternate reality, we're having parties. Yeah. Um, So Mr. Gwyn is the son of her grandparents' friends. They're going to have dinner in a restaurant, then go to Granny and Pop Pops for dessert. Which that is not an aphrodisiac at all. No. No No one's getting any that night. She also, like, normally she does the check with her mom to make sure she's not, like, wearing two different earrings. And she said, um, usually I check her over to make sure nothing is mismatched or out of place. But that <laughs> evening, I sulked in the living room and didn't look at her. If I'd looked at her and seen something wrong, I'd have to have told her. I couldn't let her go out wearing one hoop earring and one pearl earring or just one false eyelash or something. But I figured that what I didn't know wouldn't hurt me. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So she's just like, look, if I, I'm not going to not say something, but, um, so she and Jeff go, they, she shows him the secret passage. They find a, an old nickel and a shoe. Like a buffalo head nickel. Like, a, like, yes. a, like a really valuable nickel. Yes. And then they hear creaks while they're in there and they start running and they get freaked out. And so then. They, like, freak themselves out about the ghost. And so then they're so freaked out they have to call her mom. And so she calls. She says that she figured they would be at the grandparents' house by now. So she called the grandparents' house. And she says, I got carried away and told her grandfather we were having an emergency. (laughs) So, like, literally they, like... They freak out. They also freak they out. also do some really good wild speculation about what Mr. Gwyn is going to look like. <laughs> yes, and Mr. Gwyn's uh, first name is Trip, <laughs> and they don't they start calling him like the Trip Man or something. <laughs> like so, <laughs> she's she's on the phone with her mom. Her brother's next to her, and her mom says, "Trip and I will be right there. Sit tight, stay calm, and don't go back in the passage." She hung up. So, Jeff said, as soon as I'd hung up the phone, too, we both felt a little bit more relaxed. What'd she say? Mr. Gwyn's name is Trip, was all I could answer. Trip, can you believe it? Jeff laughed. Oh, yeah, man, that is so cool, he said sarcastically. So, like, two seconds ago, you guys were freaked out about the ghost in the passage, and then they're like, I mean, that's fair. I mean, how are you going to take a man named Trip seriously? And she goes... I bet he wears pink socks and alligator shirts and his friends call him like the trip man or something. <laughs> I bet his idea of an amusing afternoon is balancing his checkbook. And I added, I bet he has real short hair, wears wire rim glasses and has gray eyes, but wears contacts to make them look blue. 
I enjoy how she gets real judgy. It makes it like it's, it's real good. Yeah. So I assume that this all of this means twelve year old you would like the book. Yes. Yes. I I think because it was we didn't get too bogged down with other stuff. It was a good kind of yeah. Like I liked going from the beach and the like emotional romantical problems <laughs> to just straight up there's a ghost, there's in, the a ghost in the house i do think 12 year old me would like it and probably like it more than adult me likes it just because when sure. i was a kid i used to get really freaked out about stuff like this so this was like enough creepy stuff that i'd be into it and not like have to go hide sage things go sage things yeah it's weird, like, as I've gotten, the older I get, the more I enjoy getting freaked out. I think it's because nothing really freaks me out that much anymore. Like, I kind of miss, like... May I introduce you to the world? <laughs> That's different. 2020? <laughs> A global pandemic? <laughs> That's true. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I'm not trying to freak but you I out. But I mean, like, you know, like when you're a kid and you're like, oh, like, you know, haunted hayride or something like that sure. kind of freak out. See, and I think I've gone the other way because <laughs> I, as a kid, I really like, I read ghost stories. I did all that. Like I watched scary movies. Um, I still will watch scary movies, but I have to think about it a little bit. And then a few years ago, um, my friends and I went to a, um, it was the Bush Gardens Halloween haunted night thing. Well, that's just thing. stupid. I've learned <laughs> I do not like the haunted houses. And I piss those people off because now I walk through them and I just laugh and laugh and laugh. Like, they'll scare me and then I'll go, <laughs> It doesn't matter. Like, we went through one where... I made eye contact with the guy who, as he was hiding. And so I watched him the whole time. I knew it was coming. And like, I was staring at him and still he jumped out at me and I screamed bloody murder. And I just like, I, I nope, still don't like scream. Him. But then I start to laugh because I'm like, this isn't, I think it's because like that, I know that isn't real. Like he's not actually going to murder me. And and what I had to keep doing is, you know, they have the like, well, at least in the in the theme park mm -hmm. ones, they have rules where they're not allowed to touch you. Yes. I mean, this is all pre-corona and everything, so especially not now. But like there were points where I just closed my eyes and like walked through and like was had friends lead me through going, they can't touch me, they can't touch me, they can't touch me. Like I actually yearn for like a good old fashioned middle of nowhere mid-atlantic haunted hayride haunted corn maze yes. not corn maze like that when you're in the hayride thing that like, they take like the children out to get their pumpkins in the e during the day uh -huh. and then at night yeah. they take you through the dark ass farm and things sure. like i miss that <laughs> that i think i'd be fine with because i'm in a like contained thing <laughs> and they're not gonna climb in and get me. I, That's more like a ride. I think I could do that. I'm also realizing, like, I think I secretly want to, like, just go move to upstate New York. And raise some chickens. Yeah, just, like, live. I feel like that would just be ideal. Ooh, 
you could have your own haunted hayride. Yeah. That could be your like fall moneymaker. It's true. I mean, I actually think I'd be okay with that. I think I could go back. We're learning so much on this To podcast. the farm life. But like close enough. But, but why upstate New York is appealing? Because then you. Because you can go to the city. Yeah. So like I could still put on a pair of heels and eat good. So not like upstate New York. No. Like just a little. Like two hours outside? Yeah. Like a little more. Like just north of Westchester. Not Orange County. Like where all, where all the rich people have their country homes. Sort of. Not where my dad grew up. That's a little podunk. But they have a really good renaissance fair. We should all go there. It's amazing. Like, it's so well, good. until... I mean, I don't think it's on now. When, COVID, when COVID is done, we're going to take a long weekend to Sterling Forest and go to the Ren Great. Fair. It's, it's a really good Ren Fair. Look, the Ren Fair is the Ren Fair the whole here reason. is very disappointing. <laughs> I don't think I've been to the one here. Um, a Ren Fair is the whole reason that a group of my friends and I like still refer to things as ye whatever. So like you just put ye in front of something and it makes it I mean like Ren Fair. I'm all about it, but like a good Ren Fair. If you um if you sneak up on people at the Ren Fair, that's that's being ye sneaky. It, <laughs> I like that. Like the the one here, like pirates pop up. I don't want pirates at my Ren Fair. Oh, that annoys me. Like, like let's stop. We need to be historically accurate. Let's pick the Renaissance. Yeah. Yes. Pick that time frame. No, no one gets to wear tails. No, that's not a thing. I don't. Okay, there is a time and place for furries. It's not yeah, at a Ren Fair. Conventions. They have conventions. Go stay at your own convention. They're in Vegas. I think I saw a CSI about them once. There was one in Tampa when we opened no, that show. No, that was anime. Oh, that was anime. That was anime. I thought it was a furry convention. Because people wear flipping tails to everything. <sighs> you know, there. Are, I don't, I'm not a big proponent of keeping people in boxes, except- But let's box up the tail people. No, well, except at like- Historically accurate things. Mm-hmm. If you're going to call yourself a renaissance fair, then you exist within the renaissance. Exactly. The only thing that I cannot stand by at a ren fair, and this was even before COVID, the communal costume tents, that shit's gross. Mm. Sure. Either bring your own or don't wear one. Exactly. Bring B- BYOC or just don't. You can enjoy just- a ren fair at a costume. I've done it. I got real passionate about Ren Fairs. This has nothing to do with this book. The cocktail's kicking in. I, rich white lady on a farm Mother, is delicious. Motherfucker. Rich white lady. That is what we named it, isn't it? Yeah. Let's take a wee Whoa. break. Refill. Refill. And uh, we'll see where this goes. You may be asking yourself, why is the audio quality on this ad so poor? Well, when you're working on a shoestring budget and the cord of your mic craps out, you improvise. Now you're asking yourself, why do I care? You care because you love independent media and you get excited like a sophomore whose braces just came off every time a new episode of your favorite pod pops into your feed. So if you want to help make sure all the cords work and hosts don't go hungry, consider donating to help support an independent creator that is important to you. It doesn't have to be us. We'd love it to be us. But if there's another pot out there that warms the cockles of your heart, support them. If you want to help us make sure the cocktails keep coming, head on over to our Patreon page and become a member. And until then, cheers! 
So we're back. We're refreshed. I, I calmed down after my um, excitement over the Ren fairs that... Your Ren rant? My Ren rant. God, that was really... A, it was... I do feel like in these times when we're in this little, like, where everybody is inside a lot more than they mm-hmm. usually are, mm-hmm. and so your exposure to things isn't as regular. And so every once in a while, there's stuff that happens where all of a sudden you just get kind of riled up about something because you forget, like, have you thought about a Ren fair in however many months? No. I will say I usually get heated about a Ren fair about once a year. Well, everyone mark this down. <laughs> I usually usually it's whenever the Ren Fair happens in Tampa, which because, is like you're not seeing those ads because it's right. not happening. But what happens is I get mad at it and then I think about the Ren Fair near where my grandmother lived and how much I weirdly miss that Ren Fair and then I'll go look at the website for it. I really hope it makes it through COVID. I just I mean, I guess to be fair, I, the structures I mean, are it's there. It's outdoors, like maybe, maybe, and it is upstate. Maybe Ren Fair is the future of live entertainment. Dear Governor Cuomo, <laughs> I know there's a lot going on, but <laughs> pull on your codpiece and let's talk about this. <laughs> Any hoodle? What was the most surprising part of the book for you? Um. I think the most surprising part was actually that there weren't more subplots mm. and there weren't more. That it was pretty Dawn-focused. It was very Dawn-focused. The other characters didn't really come in too much. Like, they came in because she invited them in. Whereas I feel like yeah. the other books often, it's a little bit more regular of, and then here's this. And there were different parts of it, like yeah. they all popped up here and there, but I feel like it was very Dawn focused. It was very Dawn story focused. And there was just that one kind of thing. And even the subplot. So we find out that Nikki, when he's disappearing in his two block radius, Nikki is the one who found the tunnel. Mm-hmm. He's the one who, um, Dropped the ice cream cone. He left. Moved the nickel. Left a book. Like, like the nickel is part of book. But wasn't the nickel part of his like coin collection or am I making that up? Uh, I might be making that up. Either way. No, there was something about a coin collection. But Either way, Nikki's, think, the, Nikki's the ghost except at night. <laughs> right. Yes. We leave the end of the book. There may still be a ghost. Because there were a couple things where Don was like, but then what about this? And he's like, I never went there at nighttime. Um, So it was all very contained. Everything led into that story where I feel like other stories, the subplots have been actual subplots. Yeah, and I think it's not that I miss a bunch of subplots. I think where I get frustrated with, and it's not just this book, I don't... Cinnamon challenge in a drink. (laughs) Went a little heavy on that shaker. I don't. I put a little more bitters in the second one. It's not as tart. So lesson learned on your old white lady on a farm. I get. I don't love when tr- when our girl is trying to reference the other characters, and then it's like the person who's narrating the book recounting somebody else's babysitting yes. episode. That just. I just don't. I don't love that. 
So I think that was part of my, like, it just kept taking me out of, as much as I love hearing about Christy's experience with Karen telling an old Ben Brewer story and freaking everyone the fuck out that Karen, Andrew, David, is it David Michael? David David Michael. David Michael, Christy, the dog, and the cat all slept in Christy's bed. It just yes. took me out of. Which I think because that happens in every book. But again, because I think this one was so story focused on Dawn, it did take you out of it. Whereas the other books, I think, do a better job of it feeling yeah. like all part of the same and story. And some of them do. And some of like some of them, I think, do a better job of organically weaving in the other yeah. babysitting stories into it. But I think you're right. I think because this was so Dawn focused, there was no organ like they did, they didn't really even have a meeting. Like I think if it was like right. we're telling these stories at the sleepover, I think I would have felt better about yeah. the structure. Right. Like if Karen had to like, oh hey, you're you're all having a sleepover, but emergency can you also babysit karen and andrew and right or like they're at the sleepover and chrissy's gonna like you would never believe what came out of karen's mouth right like i i just i don't know yeah but i think i think the the most surprising part for me honestly was how dawn's reaction to her mother dating other people was like i really wasn't expecting that out of dawn dawn seems so like level-headed progressive like you know on board with more of like live and let live kind of stuff and then she got so indignant about it i but i get it from like a 12 year old standpoint 13 she's 13 but it like to me it's funny that she's okay with some people but like but the trip is not okay because the trip man the trip man did put out a good point if there's a tunnel leading to your bedroom maybe Lock the lock, doors. Lock it. Right. Put some <laughs> furniture in front of that piece of wall that swings open with out any warning. Let's let's lock it. Thirteen year old child. That's a little that's a murder waiting to happen. And that's a different story. Look, yes. The trip man has seen some stuff in his life already I mean, and he's just trying to pass on some advice to this child. We can't all we can't all we can't make assumptions about the trip man. No. But yeah, that was surprising to me that she was just like, nope. The other thing that was surprising to me, and this is a very small thing, about how they still made like such a big deal when they saw the ice cream cone. They're like, I've had two ice cream cones in my life. Fuck you. We know you eat. Huh? We know you eat healthy. Oh, uh, yeah. Clearly that didn't stick with me. I, I don't know why it did. Part. It just I was like, that's weird. Sure. Like healthy people can eat ice cream. Yes. Anyway. That is allowed. I mean, you'd probably only eat, like, vanilla, strawberry, or chocolate. True. You wouldn't eat, like, Rocky Road. When I was a kid, I didn't eat chocolate ice cream. I still don't. I don't like it. I don't mind. I like a good, rich, dark chocolate ice cream, but I didn't eat chocolate ice cream because my grandfather told me it was day-old vanilla. So I just thought it was But like day old vanilla was a problem for you? I thought it was like dirty vanilla. Like it was dirty. Oh, like it had gone bad. Yeah, like it had gone bad. The chocolate ice cream was just like dirty yep. vanilla. 
Did he then eat it? I feel like this is a total grandpa move that, where he was like, I'll take that. To be honest, I don't remember, but probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't I don't think it was really just Dawn's reaction to that that was surprising me. Everything else, I was like, this this yeah. tracks. I did like, well, let, maybe as I'm saying this, I'm going to now say something yeah. that is probably surprising. But I like how after the whole trip man, her mom coming home thing. Dawn found a book about ye oldie Stony Brook, just like in her mom's mm-hmm. purse that clearly her mm-hmm. grandmother slipped in there. <laughs> and she was like, that's how grandma shows her love. <laughs> and that's like, that's how it is. old book. Dawn finds, she thinks she finds a story about her house where the family that lived there basically couldn't afford it anymore. This isn't like ye oldie times, not renaissance ye yeah. oldie times. Like 1700s. Like 1700s. Like, 1800s. Was it 1800s? I think it was, it must have been 18. Uh, I don't remember. Hold, please. Either way. It was somewhere in between revolution, like colonial and Victorian. Yes. And like the family couldn't afford to live there. They got kicked off their land. But there was like one son of the family who clearly had mental health issues who was like, I'm not leaving. And But then nobody ever saw him again. And she swears yes. that he was like living in the secret passage and coming in and out that way. I did I did find that interesting, but that's because I think I also like history type things. The book was published in 1872. It was called A History of Stony Brook with an extra E on the end, which is how you know it's <laughs> ye oldie. Ye oldie. <laughs> and it says the table of contents looked pretty boring. Taxation, imports and exports, trade, growth of town, property laws. But the very last chapter sounded interesting. It was called simply Legends. <laughs> So she reads through it. Um, One local legend not to be discounted lightly is the unsolved mystery of Mr. Jared Mulray. Um, Never trust a guy named Jared. uh, Around the year 1810. (laughs) That's really mean. I know a few of them. I don't do it. Well, you maybe weren't being entirely. Maybe that was slightly sarcastic. I trust one of the two. A Jared? I trust a Jared. I'll let the Jareds decide which one. If more than one Jared is listening. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically the family, the Mulray family moves out. They they move to Vermont, but they couldn't convince the youngest son who's 30. So, you know, allowed to live his life. Um, In 2020, that's a you do you boo. Yeah, Jared, the author wrote, had never been quote quite right in the head. I that tracks with a Jared. I mean, <laughs> yes. Um, and so basically, the family is like, we're out. They're like, Jared, Jared, and Jared is nowhere to be found. And oh no, first he just yells, "I ain't leaving." But no one, they can hear him, but, they can't but no see one him. can find him. And it sounds like he is coming. He's not in the house. He's not in the barn. He's somewhere in the middle. Clearly, he's in the secret passage. Um, you hear Sniffling Piper has joined and now left. Joined the party. Um, Maisie, that sniff was for you. Maisie's another dog, people. <laughs> She she gets all hot and bothered when she hears Piper jangling because they're they're dog besties. Basically, Jared, the story, the legend is that Jared just 
disappeared. And as Dawn reads it, she realizes this could be the house. Jared maybe just stayed in the secret passageway for the rest of his days. And so then she thinks like the other, like the thing she finds are the ghosts. Yeah, like, she thinks the, ghost, the of ghost of Jared is in there. Um, what was the most expected part of the book for you? What was the most expected part? That's a good question. Yes, and I've, that's why I asked. No, I asked because it's on the outline. The outline tells us. It is true. I mean, I I actually, I can't believe I just said that because I kind of hate when like you're listening to an interview Someone asked the question. They're like, that's a good question. You're like, okay, that person doesn't know how to answer that question. It's not really a good question. You're buying time. You're buying time. It's fine. That's your media training hot tip for the day, listeners. If you don't have the answer to that question, sound interested and repeat the question back to the person who's asking you. I haven't been asked that question before. You know, it's really interesting. The way that you ask the question and the question itself really makes me think a lot about the meaning of the question that you're asking. Yeah. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that question? (laughs) So I guess the most expected part was that the crown molding was Mm. where the secret door was. Sure. I'm going to say the most expected part was that she found a flipping secret passageway. True. That is true. And it is nebulous whether or not there is a ghost or not. I'm going to go with ghost. I'm pro-ghost. A ghost! Are you you pro-ghost? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. I mean, why not? Also, if I ever yell, a ghost! It's actually a quote from Friends, but nobody ever remembers it, so. I feel like you've watched Friends more than, I mean, I've watched Friends. I mean, I've watched probably all of the Friends, but not repeatedly. So does this hold up in 2020? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot that's pretty timeless. Yeah. Kids are always going to be freaked out at scary books. They're always going to want to find a passageway. They are always going to make fun of their mom's boyfriends or people their parents are dating. So yeah, I feel like it held up. Like, I don't think there was, no one was using cell phones where they shouldn't have been. I think it held up too. I mean, this wasn't, the last two books haven't had any like feminist calls to action, which I don't necessarily mind. No, but I think it um, continues the feminist cause by not having to like point stuff out. You know what I mean? Like it's just girls being girls, women being women. Although, hey, uh, Mrs. Schaefer was clearly taking her dating life into her own hands. Good for her. She is she is checking, a, she is finding out who is around. She has a in dating life that I'm envious of. Yeah. Like, Although here's the thing. Do you want to date people that your parents introduce you to? And would you want said date to be dinner and then go back to your parents for drinks with the trip man? Not with the trip man. And honestly, if my parents set me up with anyone. Maybe with the Giovanni man. Yeah, that's what it would be. And then my mom would want to marry it. And that would just be intense. So, yeah, no. But the rest, like, yeah. Like, she's meeting people at parties. Right? Like, I want to meet a – one, I want to go to a party. I want to go to a party so bad. I found myself, like, getting, like, more dressed up. And not even, like, dressing, dressing, but, like, way more clothed. That didn't sound right. You know, a little more dressy than I normally would to, like, just – 
I realize go anywhere. I'm going to have to um, slowly acclimate myself into wearing heels again. Yeah. I did that once recently. Mm-hmm. Took them off after two hours. Yeah. I There was a point, like years ago, there was a point where I I think it was... Like I, for a while I worked at this job where I walked to and from work. Mm-hmm. And so I got real lazy for a while of like, I'm not going to bring other shoes. I'm certainly not going to walk the mile there and back in heels. And I got real lazy about bringing shoes to change into. So I just had shoes that were walkable and, you know, yeah, I just wore all day. So I got really, I didn't wear heels for a really long time. And then I remember when I started wearing heels again, and I was like, oh, I have to, like, work up these calf muscles again. The thing. And I'm, like, very short. So, like, if I have to go out in public, not... Also, I really want... Like, I don't care if nobody has a Halloween party, but, like, please, can we be um, the movie twins for Halloween this year? Yes. Like, even if we just get a costume and I mean, socially distance and take a picture, because... yes. It just makes me laugh so hard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clearly Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So now we've established it held up. We're envious yep. of Mrs. Schaefer's dating life. Yep. Like, for real. For real. Yeah. Also, anyone out there... If you live in a different country, we're trying to recruit husbands in a different country as a contingency plan. Yeah, we may need political asylum Mm -hmm. in, say, January of 2021. Because, you know, shit's going to turn into the handmaid's tale if we keep going down this route. Mm -hmm. But on that note, should we wildly speculate about the next book? Yes. Do you happen to know the title? Yes, I looked it up. Uh, Logan Likes Marianne. <gasps> I feel like we meet Logan. Yes. I feel <laughs> like I know what this book is because I am I know I've read this one. Logan, Marianne likes him. Mm-hmm. End of story. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Normally you, even if you think you know, you have, you come up with a I know, like, but wild I can't, speculation. But this one that, is so, like, straightforward. Like, there's no, like... I'm pretty sure that there's maybe, a lot of jealousy. Oh, like maybe does like Stacy like him? I don't think it's a so much that uh, it might be that, but I think a big thing is that all of the other girls feel like Marianne should not be the first one of them to have a boyfriend. But of course, Marianne's the first one to have a boyfriend. She cares probably. No, Christy cares the least. Christy cares yes. at least because I still stand by. Christy doesn't like boys. Or she's fluent because in this day and age, they'd be Gen Z and they love everybody. It's true. Just don't lick anybody's face. Pre-COVID, post-COVID, just don't do that. That's very targeted at specific people. But And we'll leave it at that. Just don't. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, I think that's at least my memory of this book mm-hmm. is the jealousy, that there's jealousy and that everyone, or I don't know whether it's everyone or maybe it's like one, maybe it's Stacy and Claudia. Isn't Logan like and from the South too? I believe he is, yeah. 
Like, I think he moves. I think, well, like, I, I feel, I feel like I remember Logan being a Southerner. And then I think I also or, remember that, like, in the movies, like, he didn't have an accent that I thought was appropriate. Not that that you had. But remember the book where the, what was the other babysitter's group? The the older girls that were bad at their jobs? The babysitter's agency? Yes. Remember how they had a, like, their big selling point was they had boy babysitters? Right. But I don't think Logan babysits for them. He babysits, though. That's part of the deal. Like, he is a babysitter. And I think they recruit him to be a babysitter for the babysitter's club. And then that's how they... I don't know. I don't remember whether he actually, like... Yeah. I don't know whether he was an agency member. But I feel like they they ask him to do a job or something like that. I feel like he is a babysitter in some capacity. I feel like this is just going to be a rom-com. Which, nothing wrong with that. No. Mm. I know you need more. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine, imagine the, like, disdain that maybe, like, Karen will have for him. Well, Karen's too young to like boys. I mean, honestly. No, I know, but just as, like, an interloper. Who knows? I feel like... Marianne's dad is going to have some things to say about it. Maybe. Probably going to be some curfew things some, involved. Yeah, probably. Maybe some sneaking around. Ooh, maybe Marianne's going to have to climb down a trellis. This isn't where Marianne gets that bad haircut, right? Oh, I don't remember a bad haircut, I, so I don't think I so. don't think she thinks it's a bad haircut. I just remember Marianne, like, restyles herself, and I remember thinking that's a bad haircut, but I don't think anybody <laughs> else thought it was a bad haircut, so... <laughs> There's that. Okay, so we're speculating there is... Marianne. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. There might be some trellis diving. Mm -hmm. There might mm -hmm. be some jealousy. <gasps> Maybe Stacy is so jealous that she calls in some of her dad's associates. I don't understand. Gunrunners. The McGills are gunrunners. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot, I forgot about the Irish connection. <laughs> I feel like all of our wild speculation and generally involves some Irish gun running, so I had to try and get it in there. Have we, has the pandemic? It's not over. It's not over. But I remember when we started this many moons ago, we were like deeply concerned about the Irish border. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody's talking about uh, that anymore. <laughs> No, I think there's a lot of things in the world that nobody's talking about <laughs> so anymore. Many like we should be more concerned about Lebanon. We should, we should, because they don't have any money to rebuild no, anything. No, we should be more no. concerned about that than the IRA gun running. Okay, Kay. so people, things are happening. Marianne likes yes. Logan. Yes, we'll get there. That's it. Tune in. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Comment on our Instagram posts. Um, yes. Email us questions. Comments. Concerns. Comments. Concerns. Any of those things. And we'll, we'll talk to you talk in to another you week or so. Bye. Bye.